We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sound ridiculous. Sound like you got coronavirus. You look ridiculous. You look like you have coronavirus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. What's happening, everybody? This is T.O. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready, and I got my popcorn ready today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, yep. And if you want to see the video version of this, go to YouTube.com slash That's my YouTube channel. Y'all go check it out. Y'all go check it out. But today, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if y'all can see my little shirt right here. I'm going to pay homage to my guy. We got Craig and some of y'all know him as Ice Cube is coming to the show today, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's up. I can't wait to talk yeah. to my guy, Ice Cube, man. This is this is big, bro. This is big. Like, yo, so, this is like, bro, this is big. This is like. You know, hey. we've had some great guests on the show, but mm-hmm. when you talk about, man, this, this is, he's like Kobe, you know what I mean? This, this is, is like bringing on Kobe, this is like bringing on MJ, like, bro, he's like a top dog, you know what I mean? So I am all- looking forward to bringing this guy to, to the show today, I'm ready. Absolutely, for all you out there that don't know, I've never heard of NWA from back in the day, he was one of one of the rappers in that rap group changed pretty much all yeah, African American Yeah, y'all don't know what NWA is, niggas with attitude. Yes. Yes, yes. NWA, like from, that's what it is. We keep that's it real. That's what it on. is. Yeah, you, think it, you think it, we say it. That's what <laughs> NWA, for all the new subscribers, you know what I mean, that want to come on to the podcast. Like I said, <laughs> you know, we, we keep it real on this show. Uh, we have a lot of great guests. We're being respect. We're gonna be respectful with everybody. But like I said, we you think it, we say it, we keeping it real. But everybody that's tuning in, we appreciate you. Download the app. That's right. Get your popcorn ready. It's about to get going up in here today. And he went from um, NWA being a rapper to being a writer to being a producer to being a movie star. Uh, again, he didn't just do some, you know, play a small role in some movies. He was in some big hits, of course, Barbershop. Friday, which is of course a, a, another classic, as you know, in the in the African American community as well. Uh, again, so he's been doing his thing, producing, uh, but yeah, filmmaker, Los Angeles icon, like for real, for real, coming to the show. Ice Cube up next. Yeet. That's right. O'Shea Jackson is in the O'Shea. building. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay, hey, check you, this out. you see how I'm coming in. 
Hey, hey, yeah, Cube, you. Cube, you're going to have to clear this now. You're going to have to clear this. Hey, you see how I'm coming out. You better check really. yourself. Boy, you wreck That's yourself. Right. Yeah, all what's right, up, boy? Cube. What's up, man? What's happening, dog? Oh, man, all good, man. Hey, we ain't going to take up too much of uh, your time, bro. I know you, you, you're busy. I had just seen your text. I walked upstairs, but, man. We uh we just we we glad to have you on, man. We know you got a lot of energy to you, man. You're everything going on. We appreciate you, bro. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. You know, um, I, I'll come on anytime to holler at y'all, so don't never worry about it. Just just hit me whenever you want me, and I and I'll be back. There it is. Okay, there that's, it is. that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host Hatch with my boy To. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We Today we got a, we got a special guest, and we got superstar legend rapper. We got actor, producer, uh, filmmaker, Los Angeles icon, and the, the creator of Yay Yay! <laughs> Ice Cube is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. What's up with y'all? How y'all feeling? Oh, man. man we, we good, man. We good, man. We just appreciate you, man. Like I said, uh, you know, he give you uh, all your praise. We giving you your roses right now, man. We know you're right. uh, you world-renowned, man, and... You know, for me, this is this is definitely, bro. This is an honor, you know, just to have you on. And I know we've crossed paths a few times, and uh, I think, like I said, your name uh, in itself. And uh, when you talk about, you know, legendary people, bro, you're one of those guys. You know, especially me being from the South. You know, growing up in high school, hearing about NWA, this, that, and the other. And me not even knowing that I was going to play at the pro level. And then I go yeah. to, you know, go to California. I start hearing about, you know, everybody. This is where everything and everybody is uh, originated from. So, man, this is this is crazy, man. This is a real moment, man. So, we, like I said, man, we appreciate you being on, man. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm ecstatic about, about today. Well, you know, I appreciate you too, T.O. Um, you know, you, you've been a dude who, uh, who always play with passion. You know what I'm saying? Um, appreciate that. You did everything and you were true to who you are. And at the end of the day, that's all you got is who you are, man. And I enjoy watching you get down. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, I, I, that, that means a lot, man. I appreciate you, you know, saying that because, like I said, you know, throughout the course of my career, my man, I, uh, I took a lot of criticism, you know, for being really, like you said, being me, being flamboyant. Yeah. And the media basically, you know, didn't know me as a person, you know, took things that I did, you know, that wasn't of the norm. But I, as I as I performed and as I became somewhat of an entertainer, as I was playing, playing the game of, of football, I realized what I was doing. And like I said it wasn't to their liking. Um, but again, growing up in the South, being raised by my grandmother, she always taught me to just be me. And so I knew right from wrong. So I knew that everything that I was doing, people may have an opinion about it or perception of me, but that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or what I was doing was wrong. But yeah, I mean, it was just, like you said, when you talk about passion and just, uh, you know, we, you know, obviously we'll get on Kobe, but you know, that was one of my guys that I looked up to uh, as well as Michael Jordan. But again, like I said, when you talk about, you know, you and what you guys have done just in the industry, the music industry and how, you know, we as athletes, we gravitate to what y'all do as well. Hey, um, so look, I loved every minute of your career. You know, you, to me, made the game fun. You took the shackles off. Uh, I remember mm -hmm. when the when the league um, used to let people celebrate in the end zone. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I think the, the the Smurfs or the Fun Bunch or some one of those. Yeah, the Fun one Bunch. One of those right. the teams on their way to the Super Bowl, you know, uh, was getting people upset because they were celebrating. And then the league clamped down on it. 
But you guys never accepted those shackles. You know, guys like you and Ocho Cinco, you know what I mean, y'all? No doubt, no doubt. Never accepted those shackles, man. And and look at them now. You know, you opened the game back up. Uh, People realized uh, the way you played the game and how much fun you had was was uh, how you supposed to play. And now, look, you can damn near do anything in the end zone right now. Anything. And so <laughs> thank you for opening it back up and not accepting those shackles. I appreciate Bro, it. You know, no the doubt. game is better no because doubt. you played. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So, and we're going to get one thing kind of out the way at the very beginning as well. So, of course, Ice Cube here, the creator of the big three. And I just need you to sit here and, and tell us exactly, because I know the reason why Mm-hmm. T.O. was not playing in the big three. Because I just yeah. want to hear it out of your mouth, Cube, that okay. it's because Ooh, he's, not, he's not good enough to play in the big three. That's the no. reason he didn't play in the big three. Is that Because that's no. what I heard. I, that's no. what I believe I believe <laughs> T.O. is good enough to play in the big three. What I was trying to do when I, you're trying I to don't. Start- I do. I do not, by the way. I do <laughs> I, not. This, I, I do I, not. I, Trust I, me. Well, he, this dude. Um... <laughs> You know, I've been on the court with him a few times, so I know he can play. Uh, you know, we've been in a couple of celebrity things where I've seen yeah. him, you know, do his thing. Right. But look, starting a league, trying to start a professional league from scratch, mm-hmm. all you have is credibility. You know, you got to start mm-hmm. off with total credibility. That's yeah. why we went and got Dr. J, Iceman. Mm-hmm. That's why we got Clyde Drexler, mm-hmm. Gary right. Payton, Rick Barry. You know, we were trying to start off with basketball royalty just as coaches, um, mm-hmm. which helped us get players. Mm-hmm. And I promised those players that uh, they would play against ex-NBA players. Right. And they accepted that as, okay, this is a level or a fraternity that you've had to be from to get a chance to reap these um, small benefits, you know, uh yeah. We're still only in our, our early stages. Um, uh-huh. And so starting the league, you know, with uh, Allen Iverson and, mm, right. and, you know, these big names, you know, we even had white chocolate for a game until he got hurt. Right, yeah. right. We thought, okay, this is the draw, you know, nostalgic, but level of play that's respectable, especially half court. So we felt like, okay, this is what we had to do. And then when we got in the first game, a real league broke out. Like, mm-hmm. all that, it wasn't about your name at all. It was about your game totally. Yep. And people loved that. So some guys couldn't play some of the games, so we thought the crowd would want their money back. But no, they wanted to come see who could play. Mm-hmm. Right. So the league had started gaining a hair of legitimacy, even though people thought it was a one-year experiment. Mm-hmm. So coming back in year two, I kind of had to, keep that same energy, but try to enhance it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and in year three, we felt like, okay, people are really starting to respect big three basketball mm-hmm. outside of the names who can play and who can't play or guys that we thought was going to be the superstars and ends up being other people. So we were like, look, if we want to be a real legitimate league, we got to open this thing up to yeah. all athletes. So <laughs> this year, oh yeah, into year four. <laughs> okay, we our mindset was opening it up to all athletes, all uh, ages. Um, you know, I, I believe we was like twenty one and up. Okay. Um, 
So this was the year T.O. could have really came into the combine and did his thing until we had this COVID situation and we realized we couldn't have the season. So basically, in a nutshell, I was just trying to make sure the league had total legitimacy and people, because people was calling it a gimmick and like, Cuba, you going to play and all this kind of shit. And I was like, man, come on. I'm trying to to do a real league. So we are real league now. You know, we we got our legitimacy. Right. right. So right. Yeah. What you're saying is, is like I said, it's much respected. You know, I didn't, I didn't take, you know, I didn't take offense to it, but you know, as you know, a lot of guys that I played with in the basketball and some, you know, basketball courts and, and leagues in LA and even some of the guys that played in the big three, you know, obviously I heard that they was vouching for me, you know, Bees, Rashard, McCants, a lot of those guys reached out to you. Um, So yeah, so I, trust me, I didn't take offense to it, but, Again, everybody knew what he's trying to get you to do. He's trying to bait you to say that I I, I really can't play, but I'm glad nah, you can play. You can play. Hey, 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 Q. I, he I, he I, can I he ball. can play he for play. he can play for an old man. I'll give him hey, that. Look, man, he ain't better look, than me, but hey, he can play for mean, an old I, man. There's no I, such there's no such thing as <laughs> old basketball or right. women's basketball or kids right. basketball. It's basketball. You know, oh, right. I mean, yeah, I like so, what you said. It's credibility. You brought credibility brand. to what you were bringing, you know, which was new, a new a new platform um, that, you know, everybody's probably been talking about, but didn't really know how to put that thing together. So you putting that thing together yeah. along with the guy, especially the, the, the most notable name guys that you mentioned, Dr. J, the Ellen Iversons, the Clyde Drexers, that's bringing credibility and validation and really authenticity to the big three. So I trust me, no offense taken. I respected it. I love it. And then, like I said, if I could have played, then, yeah, I was going to try to represent and do my thing. But like I said, I appreciate not only just me, but just the fans. Like you said, everybody thought it was a gimmick. And I like your approach. I like your answer because if you didn't bring that authenticity or that credibility to the game initially, then and you start bringing like somebody like myself in and some other guy like Chris Brown, then it would have been just like a, a celebrity game. That's not yeah. what you're, that's that's not that's not the business model. I'm sure you guys were going for, and obviously, like I said, you did it the right way. And, and you know, uh, and I appreciate how you handled it at the time. You know, I know people was putting oh. microphones in your face and everything, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I had to hold the line because everybody was looking at me. I mean, right. people was calling me when we go to a city saying, "Cube, I want to come down there and play." And I'm like, dude, you're not part of the league. Right. <laughs> you're not, you know, I mean, you, you can't just walk up and play. You can't right. Just right. walk up with your sneakers and play. Right. You have to go through, you know, all everything everybody else went through to yeah. be a part of the league because a lot of people wanted to play. Um, mm-hmm. And even a lot of guys who were in our, in our pool, our, our draft pool, ended mm-hmm. up playing because guys would get hurt. You can pull a right. guy out the draft pool, but you had to at least become part of the draft pool. So, yep. you know, if you still want a ball in 21, stay in shape mm-hmm. and you can, uh, uh, and you can come be a part of this. No um, doubt, no doubt. And, uh, and, and, and make a team, you know, that's the whole key is to, mm-hmm. is to make a team. Once you make a team, you win. So, so yeah, la- ladies and gentlemen, definitely check out again, the, the big three. It's a great brand of basketball. It's not no gimmicky, right? It's a good brand of basketball. The competition authenticity is there. Um, but with the pandemic going on right now, so what does 2021 look like for uh, the big three here? And um, again, uh, worldwide, because I know you guys are going overseas as well. Right. 
Well, you know, right now, I mean, this thing knocked, knocked a little bit of uh, knocked us off balance a little bit because mm-hmm. we still have to get in where we fit in. Uh, we was playing in the summer when the NBA had really finished their finals. You know, summer league explosion had died down, and then we had a window where we played our 10 weeks of basketball before football season came in. So with this COVID thing, everything is kind of knocked off a schedule. Uh, So we got to kind of watch what these major leagues do and find another place to get in where we fit in because Mm -hmm. them dudes, them leagues been around some 100 years, some 70, some 60, 80, you know. So we've been around three years going into our fourth year. So we can't get too cocky and try to go up against the big boys. We still got to find a place to get in where we fit in. So, so we got to kind of play by ear when it comes to that. Um, but we all, we are working with, with big brother. Um, we're not with well, the company that is the parent company of big brother, the TV brother. show. To try to create a, a big brother around big three basketball in a way. So okay. you're in the house and you have to, instead of competing in them crazy games on the grass or whatever, you go in <laughs> and compete. You compete on, on in a big three um, uh, fireball game. So that's okay. the thing we're working on that we can probably, uh, we're trying to sneak in mm. in between the season to keep, you know, big three basketball in people's mind. And it would be some fun new format that we might accept, you know, from here on out. You never know. No, that's cool. There. That's cool. There it is. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, because the whole pandemic, right, six months, then, of course, the, the movement the last three months, like for 2020, of course, you're you're getting ready for 2021. But you said it kind of set you guys back. Did it, like, set back any – of your the mental process for you as far as everything going on or are you still like you know I still got to wake up because there's so many people depending on Ice Cube you're in so many different lanes you know from entertainment to sports uh it's like you have to perform every day still it seems like you know for your team for your people around you so how does how's 2020 you know I guess kind of set you back or did you not let it set you back um hey it's a rough year you know, we lost Kobe and it's just been, you know, one of those years that I don't think anybody will ever forget. Right. And, you know, you have to first get your balance and then try to figure out what you need to do to get through this this period. And then what do you do after this is over? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then comes the George Floyd situation. Right. Um, I was really, you know enjoying uh, listening to people like D-Nice, you know what I'm saying? Right, the radio, right. Live, I mean, on the Instagram and, live. Yeah. You know, he right. had us in a, in a mood where we were, you know, riding it out together. Uh, so, you know, people really need to give a shout out to D-Nice for doing that. But then, yeah, no and I had, a, I had a movie coming out with uh, Tracy Ellis Ross yep. um, that I was promoting. And then the George Floyd situation happened. And yeah. that threw our us and our communities into another mode where we, you know, had to be reminded about just how much injustice going on in this country. So then I, I really put everything aside, you know, and, and got laser focused on creating a better black America. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not including all minorities in this. Right, right. <laughs> Even though I, I love all minorities and right. I want to see them prosper. But this is a, a Black push for, for us to get some kind of equality in this country, not, on, not only socially, but economically. And so that's what I've been focused on. And I came up with something called The Contract with Black America. And what it's is a that? wide... Well, it's a wide um, uh, look at our problems and, you know, basically saying America needs to agree to fix these issues because Mm -hmm. they're grossly out of whack. You know, and if you went to, you know, contract with America, I mean, with break it down with CWBA.world, CWBA.world. It'll lead you to the contract with Black America. Okay. And so this is dealing with, with everything, you know, we can think of across the board. And this is just a foundation. You know, we've had economists and scholars and uh, activists to look at our contract and enhance it and make it better and feed us the data that we're missing in some of these areas to prove our point. So... It's just something that I I didn't see nobody doing. I just saw everybody coming up with police reform and, um, you know, let's, you know, get statues removed and, you know, just stuff that uh, needs to be done or or would be nice. But we need real reform across the board. No, thank you. That's the perfect word. It's not moving the needle. It's not moving the needle. And so, man, and yeah, we, we, yeah, we appreciate you, you know, sharing that, man. I know we, like I said, we don't want to take too much of time. We got so much to talk about. Yeah. We got Ice Cube is in the building. I know you got very little time, and, and you've already just started to elaborate on it. And and I appreciate you know Hatch, you know, kind of segue and you kind of got get, getting on this topic. Um, but yeah, it's one of the one of the hottest topics right now, and it's racism in America. And I've been following you on social media. Um, and as well as everything else, you know, from the CNNs to Fox, I try to try to I try not to, you know, uh, just inundate myself with all the news, news media. But um, I know that you've been very vocal about where you stand with everything going on with, in, in the world with the, the show, uh, with the police brutality, the social uh, inequality and justice and especially on the upcoming in, in, in election. But I, I found it interesting about what you said about um everyone, including Black America, that wants Biden in office. But what I found very interesting, and I thought about this, but I didn't say it, but you said it. You said, okay, once we vote him in, then what? Then what? Then what? Can you you kind of elaborate on that? uh, uh, Elaborate on that a little bit? Well, Voting is very important, of course, mm-hmm. and I, and I want people to register to vote, um, and you know have it cocked and ready, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But the idea of voting is actually getting something for your vote. That is right. right. The purpose of getting behind anybody is my community. You know, not. Um, minorities or, you know, diversity is a word, but what does the black community actually get from a party that claims to be friendly? Hmm. 
So to not ask for that is is not how you do the voting process. You don't just vote as an exercise, like right. jogging. You, <laughs> <Right. laughs> you want to put people in power who um, feed your self-interest as a community. Right. You know, um, you know, I'm not asking for anything personal in anything. Any of these conversations I'm having with with the candidates, teams, it's not asking for not one thing personal. It's everything for black communities right. and how mm-hmm. to how to close this wealth gap. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for every uh, dollar a, a white person is worth, a black person is worth ten cents. Wow, and so. That is the reality of us not being able to create wealth under the conditions that stand and that's practiced in America. Not only on the public side, but on the private side. And they work together to have us do a lot but get nothing. Mm. So these bonds and, and packs have to be broken and a new, you know, a new uh, shift needs to happen. And I think the government needs to do more when it comes to helping us get out of this situation. You know, when they bombed out Germany and they bombed out Japan, they used American dollars to fix those cities. Mm. Um, and why won't they do the same thing for Baltimore Right, right. Um, the inner city, Don't you know, uh, your own city, yeah. Gary, Indiana, yep. uh, South Side Chicago, whatever. You know why? Why they won't do the same thing for for us, for Americans, for right. for their own homeland? Right, that's right. like going and fixing somebody else's house and your roof leaking. Exactly. Right. Uh, so these are some of the things the government can do without much fuss. I mean, it's like. The government has the money. They just don't have the will to do it. So that's what we're trying to do is create the will. We're trying to make them do it. Right. Demand. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, uh, obviously there's a lot of plans and initiatives, obviously, that that needs to be put in place by, like I said, a potential, uh, uh, the candidate Biden and and obviously his uh, uh, VP Kamala Harris. But I I think in in a nutshell is that, you're saying that we don't want any empty promises yes. in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, you know, based on what we're demanding or what we need. And I, I, I couldn't have thought of any other way better to, to explain it. But you, you, you said it's like, yes, yeah, like we, we're, we're, we're not even taking care of our own. We're quick to take care of somebody else. And again, we have neighborhoods, you know, black communities, neighborhoods that are undeveloped. Um, that needs to be to me needs to be helped helped and uh, that it's not being done. So and, he, and here's what I want here's what I want people to understand um, when they tell you, well, where are we going to get the money? Where's the money? The money, the money, the money. They make us think America runs like a household that's broke. Like, mm-hmm. Mama, I want the new Jordans, and Mama say, we ain't got the money. Right. You got to wait till your birthday. You got to right, wait till right. Christmas. We ain't got the money. Well, that's how they have us thinking. And most economists think in them terms. But if you really look, America is a a currency 
creator, right? Not a currency user. That means you can make dollars to uh-huh. fix your problems. Land uh-huh. of free and, and land of opportunity. And you should make dollars to fix your problems. Everybody say, well, you can't do that, Q, because inflation goes up if you put too much money on the streets. Mm-hmm. They just put $3 trillion out. Right. Inflation hasn't really moved. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why can't we get a trillion of that for our Black community Right. Uh, to fix it and make sure that money hits the street? Because money don't trickle down. Money trickles up. You give them, if you give um, a homeless person $100, he's going to buy some. And he's going to buy from somebody that has more than he do. And then they're going to buy some. And then it's going to go right back. Go right back up. To the top. So, but everybody benefits off the money hitting the bottom all the way to get back to the top. So, um, that argument that money trickles down is a lie right. because, you know, there's people that hijack it at the top and never let it hit the bottom. So we're just trying to do things to get money to the bottom of the pyramid. So it, so it's not so much suffering from the people who are relegated to the bottom, which is usually black people. Uh, no, no, this is where we have to take a pause for the call and uh, show some love to uh, some people over at Liquid IV. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about a hatch. Let's talk about this uh, hydration. If you've ever played any sport, if you're an athlete, uh, I think we've all gone through it where we've either pulled a hamstring or injuries just come out of nowhere. And sometimes if it's just not like a, you know, impact injury or anything like that, if it's a soft tissue injury, Nine times out of 10, they don't know that it comes from dehydration. dehydration. Yep. yep, dehydration. And once I started to learn a little bit more about that, um, obviously from my personal trainer about keeping your body hydrated, that's obviously going to keep you healthier. Um, that was one of the things that I, I, I helped me really kind of extend my career along with a lot of other things as far as nutrition and maintenance, uh, body maintenance, but hydration was really key. So you know, my personal experience, obviously, we're, we're talking about liquid IV uh, today. Um, I know just recently I just had to get my blood drawn. Um, I called myself, you know, hydrating the night before, thinking that I was going to be hydrated uh, for my appointment to get my blood drawn. And so I went into my appointment. Um, they stuck me in my right arm and didn't get any blood. Then they went to the left arm, didn't get any blood. And the, the doctor, she asked me, you know, she, she said, are you hydrated? She goes, I, I can't believe that, you know, she's, I'm usually good at this because I've never had to poke somebody twice and not gotten any blood. So uh, she basically sent me home for about 45 minutes. I honestly, this is no lie. This is no, this is not no, uh, I'm not getting paid a whole lot of money for this ad. This is real life stuff. I came home, got some water, um, pour some liquid IV in there. Uh, and what liquid IV does, it helps you hydrate kind of almost like two to three three bottles in that, in the, in that, uh, in the serving. So I poured yep. that into my box. Yeah. I poured that into my, my water. I drank it. I probably had like maybe 20, 20 or more ounces of water, drank it. And I had another one. And then I went back in, uh, to the lab where I got my, um, where I had gotten stuck a couple of times and then, and it didn't happen. I went in there, she drew my, she stuck me again. And soon as she stuck that needle in me, like literally, it was blood just starts almost gushing into the uh, into the uh, the syringe. So that let me know right there 
Liquid IV, it is as good as advertised. And like I said, I'm, trust me, this is a real true life testimonial, uh, no lie. If you want to get hydrated and stay hydrated, throw some liquid IV in there and you good. Yep, like you said, one serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Healthier than all those sugary drinks with no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Hey, Hatch, what makes liquid IV so effective? The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. It's the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. One stick of liquid IV and a 16 ounce of water can give you as much hydration as two to three bottles of plain water. Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings of, in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. That's Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code POPCORN at checkout. That's Liquid IV, available nationwide at Costco and Target. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code POPCORN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code POPCORN at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code POPCORN. Uh, let's let's pause for the cause and we got to uh, give this wellness brand. We got to give them a shout out. And uh, yeah, this is very, very unique brand. It's called Care Of. Um, they're a mm -hmm. wellness brand and Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. Care Of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive information available on their website and fun, informative content on their social pages. Care Of's in-depth five-minute online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So speaking of online quiz, I'm going to let my guy Hatch give you a little info about that. The key word is online, right? The vitamin aisle can be a confusing and scary place. It's hard to know what you need and where to start. So Care Of's in-depth five-minute online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. Answer five easy questions like, how much sleep did you get? How often do you work out? Do you follow any specialty diets? Are you concerned about your hair, skin, or nail growth? Follow Care Of's expert recommendation or adjust your pack at any time. I think, uh, yeah, taking vitamins is uh, an individual thing. I think it's uh, specific and tailored to your body. As an ex-professional athlete, I think that the vitamins are the supplement of all the work we used to do, right? We used to be able to go to the gym and get on the track and run and lift and jump as those things we can't do anymore. So you have to find some way to supplement those things. And of course, I think the vitamins are the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's not, you know, vitamins, you know, obviously they kind of replace a lot of the nutrients that we lose, especially, you know, as we sweat, especially athletes, we sweat a lot. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things, obviously kind of you're replacing some nutrients and things of that nature, uh, you know, to keep your body yeah, and to keep your body healthy. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code popcorn 50. For 50% off your first care of order, Go to takecareof.com and enter code POPCORN50. That's POPCORN50.
the number five zero. Okay, y'all. Okay, cool. So yeah, so we're yeah. gonna pause for the calls one more again, and uh, we're gonna give some love to our people over here at uh, the Green Chef. Oh, the what's Green, Green Chef, Chef T? Oh man, Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company and meals plan, which include paleo, plant power, keto, and balanced living. And for people that can't cook, this right here is real easy. They're gonna make it so easy for you, especially if you can't cook. People mm-hmm. like yourself, Hatch, I know you right. can't cook, so they have recipes that are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and I know you're a little special. They have photos to guide you along. And you know, and they also have vegan, and I had some vegan crab cakes, and I must admit, them things was banging, too. One more thing that makes it so easy and convenient for you. Everything is handpicked and delivered right to your door. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. With Green Chef's wide variety of high quality, clean ingredients, you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. Yep, Green Chef's expect chef's design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. It gives you a diverse array of meal plans with plenty of options to choose from each week. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef also offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking. You know what? Green Chef also makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle not the other way around. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for your week. Recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more flavor in less time. Yeah, use code POPCORN80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash popcorn80 to redeem and for more details. That's greenchef.com slash popcorn80 to redeem for more details. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, listening to Ice Cube here. And again, don't mean to, I want to... stay on the, the bad stuff, but you did mention how uh, 2020, the, the Kobe death moved you a little bit as well. Yeah. So how, you know, how did that hit you? As it, well, it's a hit all of us, but you know, it sounds like it hit you pretty bad as well. Right. Um, it's like losing a, a, a superhero, you know, in a mm-hmm. way. Um, I remember like having a superhero like Bruce Lee and finding out, you know, he died, <laughs> you know, it's right, like, right. Man. Yeah. Um, man. And, and, you know, I put Kobe in that category in a way. Um, so it's a it's a great a great loss to um, to our courage in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, people like like Kobe help all of us summons the spirits in us. You know what I mean mm-hmm. to to be the best. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it takes courage to go there and challenge yourself because that's the fight nobody knows but you. Already. To challenge yourself to go further and get better and be better and that you're not, you're good, but you're not good enough. Keep going. Um, and this is what I love about um, athletes like with that spirit that Kobe um, I give T.O. the spirit, too. Um, T.O. Okay. was the kind of athlete you want to get behind because 
You don't want to see. You don't look like you're watching mere mortals out there. Like you, and, you and your, you and your friends can get out there and do it. You know what I mean. You want to see. Uh, you want to see a perfection of a art or sport or talent taken to its zenith, mm-hmm. to this highest level, and the person that has that talent understands how hard they got to keep working to keep it there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I respect athletes who are, you know, alphas, alpha dogs, as I say. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And are not there to make <laughs> friends, but there to um, slay the dragon. Right. Yeah, they're there to perfect, so, perfect, the, yeah, perfect their perfect craft. The craft. Right. So let so, me, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in. Cause I, it's funny how you say that because T does for sure, but we look at you the same way, you know, because when you're on stage, like I said, I've seen you perform at a bunch of different, you know, venues, but when you're on stage, it's like, we're always like, man, he in his bag, you know, he focused. Like, I wish I could do that. You know what I'm saying? It's Mm -hmm. like, and you look at the athletes like that. So there's that back and forth, uh, you know, mentally, uh, as far as we look at you the same way. But, you know, I look at a dude that can handle a, a bulldozer, or a crane, mm. or or somebody right. that can fly a plane. You right. know, I look at them the same way. Right. You know, right. if you just, you know, uh, uh, know you the shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you, right. And you're doing your thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I love, I love that attitude in people who um, own it and not afraid to. Let people know mm. what they can do and they can, and, and then they can back it up. You know, um, it's why we love Muhammad Ali. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, Muhammad Ali is just a great um, all around everything uh, person to, to to like and get behind. You know, he was you know great speaker, great athlete, but he had principle. Um, he didn't, uh, let nobody, uh, take his manhood from him, um, you know, verbally or physically. Um, so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and to me, he was the, one of the true first rappers, you know what I mean? You Mm. like, (laughs) um, rap wouldn't be what rap is without Muhammad Ali. Right. Um, as that uh, person who would say they'll whoop your ass and then back it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. I, I yeah, remember man, when so- uh, watching, watching Muse, um, when, when Kobe was talking about <clears throat> how when MJ came in the league, some of the guys wouldn't look MJ in the eyes. And Kobe made the statement, he's like, you know, I'm not going to not look this dude in his eyes. He's like, I'm that too. You yeah. know, like t- about Mike, like I'm that dude, I'm you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, that that respect of anybody who's going to have the confidence to say, I'm in the 0.01% of my craft, like I'm that too. Hey, the, I mean, the person that sold his numbers on his jersey, if they the baddest at it, should walk in the room and say, I'm bad at this. Oh, you know right. what I mean? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, y'all might be good at that, but when right. it come to that, when it come to this, you know, y'all not fade me. So... I just respect people who know who they are and what they worth and um, how to 
you know, deliver uh, perfection to people and deliver as close to perfection as they can get it. It's close yeah. to perfect. It's perfection in the eyes of everybody else. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even, if them, not, yeah. even if they feel like, yo, I could have did that a lot better. So um, respect <laughs> due all the way around, especially for, for Kobe Bryant, who I think he transcends basketball when it comes to giving people that mentality. You know, he called the Mamba mentality. Mamba, yep, yep, yep. And yeah, I, I mean, I've even said it and. Um, he's obviously Kobe's one of those guys. He's number two, you know, um, second best bl- player ever behind Michael Jordan. Um, when you look at him play and you see his, like you said, his relentless pursuit of, of greatness, it was it was on display every time that he touched the court. And I think right. that's the difference between he and him, MJ, and some of the guys that are playing today. That you know, they have the talent. They they show you flashes of the skill set. But I think what made those two great in my eyes is their ability to 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 possess and be the best versions of themselves. Which Kobe obviously um, he he says a lot. Um, but again, those two individuals, they didn't take a night off. It was just oh, like yeah. when you talk about Mamba mentality, you talk about killer instinct. Um, as you like, uh, Hadge was saying, like he didn't, he didn't want to. Some guys were afraid to look the greatest in the eyes, but Cody, Kobe saw him as Michael's equal. And when you start to see somebody um, inferior, you 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 make yourself inferior to somebody. Then that's how you're going to play, and that's how people are going to perceive you. But when we talk yeah. about his pursuit of greatness, I mean, like I said, we we haven't had any better examples than. Michael Jordan and, and Kobe. And so, man, I appreciate you sharing that story. And I know you're a big Lakers fan. And just, I mean, obviously, like I said, when Kobe passed, it hit everybody like a ton of bricks. I mean, we were talking about, honestly, when Hatch is the first guy that texted me about it. And I, you know, I was already talking about bringing him on the show. And so when he texted me, he said, Kobe, I'm like, I said, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I said, I'm reaching out to him to bring him on. And he was like, he said, you haven't seen the news? I'm like, no, dude. And then seconds after that, I started getting text, 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 text. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. But obviously, like I said, he's touched so many lives in so many ways. And you being in L.A., I've seen you at the Laker games. Like that, that being going to Staples, that's like that's home. That's your that's your sanctuary. That's Kobe's sanctuary. Cherish, can you share with us like a, a fond memory um, with the, with you and Kobe? Um, I remember it was actually in Atlanta. Um, and, uh, it was up at, uh, TNT. Um, okay. I was just going up there to, to, to do a quick little segment. And, um, and when I walked in the control room, Kobe is standing there watching the, the, you know, them get ready for the, the monitor. For the, yeah, for right. the telecast. But he wasn't on the show. Right. He wasn't scheduled to go on the show. He was just there hanging out in the control mm. room. Mm. So, and this is where, you know, after they do their segments, they'll walk into the control room and, you know, it's uh, snacks and little stuff in there. Um, so, right. this is my first time really getting you know, some one-on-one alone time with Kobe Bryant where there's no more distractions and it's just me and him talking about, you know, um, everything, you know, under the sun, you know, and it's like 
one of those moments that, you know, you get to talk to people and you get it, you know, you, you see them in crowds, you see them in big situations, you show love, you're on the move, but to be able to kick it for two straight hours, just uh, basically yeah. hanging out and talking yeah. about basketball, talking about life, talking about the Lakers, talking about, right. you know, what they need to do. And I, it's a moment that I cherish um, because, you know, it, to me, it was like uh, at the time, you know, I, I really had admired Kobe from afar. Uh-huh. You know, one one thing I don't like to do, and, you know, I was, you know, close friends with Deion Sanders, too, is mess with people when they're in their lane or when they're doing their thing or when they're in their arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I've been invited on the sidelines many a times to games and stuff like that. And I would rather go sit in the crowd or, you know, a box or whatever, because I don't want to be a distraction. I want, pe- I want to see what people do they thing without even, Right. Even thinking they got to come over and talk to me or say, right, you know, right. Q, you good? You, you know, it's like, don't worry about me. I want <laughs> to do fan you. out. Right. <laughs> I want to yeah. fan out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I had always uh, been that way with Kobe until I was able to, to really kick it with him that day. And then we became, you know, uh, a lot closer. But I still, you know, would let him do his thing and admire him. Um, yeah. From afar, because you know Kobe, you know he's a lot younger than me, so you know he's from a, a different generation, and that's another cool thing is to have a to have a hero that's younger than you, you know, mm. um, right. somebody who, you know, people always think you gotta look up to your OGs and look up to your to the people that's done it before you, but but to show that you admire somebody younger than you, me it, it, to me it means that you. You know, you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, I know you're a big Raiders fan, Lakers fan, big sports fan in general. So we kind of like to do this uh, little segment on the show we call um, Start One, Bench One, Cut One, you know, for some of your uh, some of your athletes. So we go get into a little and this is your list. So, you know, you can't be wrong. Um, but we go get into a little bit of the Raiders history right now. And uh, let's we go start with the DBs, right? So you got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to cut one. Right? I'm gonna give you three names, right? Damn. So one, Jack Tatum, mm-hmm. Mike Haynes, and Lester Hayes. You have to start one, bench one, cut one. Those are three Raider um, legends, ladies and gentlemen. All defensive backs for the for the Oakland and Los Angeles Raiders. I'm starting Jack Tatum. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah. no, well. <laughs> are we talking about? Are we talking about this NFL? Or, uh, right, right. Because Jack Taylor would be kicked out of this today's yeah, yeah, NFL. He'd be, He'd be kicked so out. I, I have to start Mike Haynes. I have okay. to start Mike Haynes, right. and then uh, I, I probably bench Jack Tatum. Damn, I can't believe I'm saying that because he was one of my favorite <laughs> right TVs. And uh, Lester, no stick I'm going on around no more. So. Okay, you, you know, cut Lester. We might have to cut Lester, right. even though he was he was absolutely my favorite uh Raider cornerback uh besides uh you know uh oh 
Damn, see, uh, Woodson. See, see, yeah, yeah, we just had Charles on the show. Yeah, Shout out yeah, to Charles Woodson, Woodson as well. Yeah, Charles Woodson is, you know, he's he's my favorite. Damn, it's a lot of them though. It's a lot. Yeah, of them. yeah, he's yeah. Like, but, but yeah, okay, yeah, that's how it go. Okay, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. All right, start one, bench one, cut one. You got Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. you got Marcus Allen, and you got Tim mm-hmm. Brown. Um, one bench, one why cut you, one. Why you put a receiver up? Oh, these are yeah, I know. Offensive, just offensive guys. Right. Offensive okay, guys. Um, All right. <laughs> um, well, I, I think I'm going to start Marcus Allen. Oh, okay. Um, that was surprising. Okay. okay. I would start Marcus Allen. Okay. I would bench Tim Brown. Ooh, and I would cut both Jacks. Cut both. What? Jackson. Yeah. yeah, because Bo, he had his mind in baseball and okay. football. Um, so he Marcus was got us on the ring. task. Marcus yeah. got us a ring. Yeah. And, uh, Tim got us to the Super Bowl. So okay, um, that's Man, the Jerry reason. Rice, Jerry Not Rice got out to the Super Bowl. Don't let <laughs> you know, Jerry did his Jerry thing. Jerry did his thing. Jerry did his thing, you know. I, I, you know, I love some Jerry Rice too. You know, he is no, one of the goats for sure. Right. But uh, but yeah, that's how I would do that. You know, I mean, Bo was phenomenal. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it was he was a uh, uh, you know, he so was, you uh, saying he, he, was, he was lightning he in the bottom. Yeah, right? he yeah. From the bottom. Yeah, he right. was yeah, the longe- yeah. the longevity hurt Bo. I the guess. longevity, you know. I, yeah, you know, already. You can't, I, I got to go with Marcus. He's a uh, you know, he's one at every level. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's take let's take it to some basketball. Okay. You got 24 seconds on the clock left in the game. They're gonna come down for their last possession. They down by one point. There's three names. You got Magic Johnson, you can get a ball to. You got Shaq, you can get a ball to, or you got LeBron. Start one, bench one, cut one. Uh well, one second. <laughs> Uh, you got second. 24 seconds. You got 24 seconds on the clock. You keep coming down. You got the whole shot clock. But it's the last shot. You down by one. Oh, you got got to take the last shot. Yeah, you down by um, one point. I think uh, I would I would have LeBron take that shot. Okay. Um, and then Magic Shaq. I would be I would be scared that Shaq would get fouled. Get fouled, and then he go to the foul. <laughs> I like oh, your right. line. Okay. Oh, hey, I was wondering where you was going with that. I was wondering where you was going with that. I like that. Okay. okay. Have you got another one, Hatch? Are you? I, I got. I got one more. I'm gonna kind of bring it to the music game a little bit. Uh, okay. Did I'm sick? You know, okay. Go ahead. And then so yeah, so we go go start one bench one cut one rapper only not producer not you know. Uh, actor, writer, rapper only in the studio rapping. Sixteen bars. You right? Cube one. Dre two or Ren? Me, Ren, Dre. Yeah, I mean, now, I, of course, I'm gonna put myself first. So, okay, I don't care who the hell you. My man, there it is, my man. Already, <laughs> well, you should. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, I mean, Ren loved to rap. Dre was always reluctant, so that's easy. okay. Easy, right. easy. Okay, there it is. All right, so let's walk <laughs> it back. Let's walk it back a little bit because you, you, we talked about uh, basketball. And you mentioned LeBron, so obviously the Lakers are in the playoffs. 
right now. They're up on they're up on the the, the Rockets right now. I think after that first game, everybody was a little, you know, may have been a little little nervous. Um, but you know, I see you shaking your head, Q. But hey, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it the way that uh, James Harden plays, and if he can get a little help, they're gonna be a hey, they're gonna be pushed to the limits. And the reason I say that is because not necessary for this series, but I'm looking kind of ahead because I'm thinking they're gonna probably play the uh, play the uh, Clippers. Is the depth? So I know you obviously be Kobe Lakers fan, Kobe fan, LeBron fan. This year. Is this championship or bus year for your Lakers? Mm. Um, I wouldn't say championship or bus. You know, it's mm. it's a it's a unique situation. Yeah, um, that it is. You know, I'm I'm happy, you know, to to be in the damn second round after the last few <laughs> years. <Right>. So <laughs> right. you know, I believe, you know, I believe. You know, we've 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 got to the championship and not won it before, and it feels like the end of the world. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not worried about that. You know, I, I think they got enough to win it all. Um, you know, with with the Rockets, if they play at full speed at playoff speed, they can beat the Rockets. If they play at regular season speed, the Rockets got a chance to beat them. So. Right. Um, the Clippers, I believe, uh, you know, just across the board that our superstars are better than their superstars. Mm, um, okay. They have they have some some role players. You know, I'm really worried the most about uh, Lou okay. Williams. All right, right. right. Um, so you're so now and, it's and going into right. Yeah. So um, now we're going into the Lakers depth on their bench versus the Clippers uh, bench depth. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not nothing to sneeze at, but the thing is, the the Lakers have have played Lou Williams before. You know, he was on the squad, so right, right. some of them some of them players, you know, especially probably Kuzma, know you know what to do when it comes to that because he's seen he's seen um, Lou a lot. But right. that's our only person we really got to contain. Um, everybody else is hot and cold. He's the only one that stay hot. So. You know, okay. I, I believe the Lakers um, will walk okay. the Clippers. Walk okay. Them. Yes. okay. So let, let's uh, hypothetically then, since you, you know the Lakers is going to win, this is the Laker town. We already know that, right? If the Clippers were to run off, let's say, a three-peat in L.A. over the next three years, would they turn <laughs> this in? <laughs> ah, he said, uh, hypothetical, hypothetical. Is there any way that this LA town is ever going to be a Clipper town? All these Clipper fans out there, because they 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 think it's their time. And they you ever been at school? Have you ever been at school when the JV won the championship? (laughs) (laughs) You see how the school reacts when the JV win the championship? Nobody care. Nobody Nobody care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hey, he, he knows. Happen around around I know. I never played. I never played JVT. So I know hey, he, he knows. Did. He knows. I know you played JVT. I didn't play hey, JVT. Hey, you. you're right. I played JV. I was a late bloomer. I, 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 I ain't gonna tell a lie. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> never thought I was gonna. We done had this conversation time and time again. And Cube don't know this. I never thought I would play beyond the collegiate level. I, I really didn't. But you know, we talked about earlier. We talked about that pursuit of you know greatness and that just that. 
that that mentality of wanting be, to be the best, that's that's how I got to be where I am. So well, you know, most yeah. most most people like you, Kobe, um, are seize the moment, seize the moment um type people. So that's the key is it's not really where you where you from, it's where you at. Oh, and so you just have to right. you have to have the courage within to seize the moment and not hold yourself back. Mm-hmm. You know, the fight is always within. So um I'm glad you made it to the NFL because it wouldn't be as fun to watch when you play. <laughs> um I appreciate and, that, man. That means a lot, man, coming from you. I appreciate it. That that's much yeah. because I always like I said, I always I've always played and then like I said, I know I know guys, like I said, you know. I, I played in the uh, Drew League. I played in the 40 and over. I played at Washington Park. So I run into a lot of guys that's in the hood. So, and they play, they, they, they play in, in some of the leagues. And so I've gotten a chance to see how much admiration that I've had, you know, to those yeah. guys, because yeah. they, when I come in the gym, you know, obviously it's unexpected, but then just, yep. you know, when I'm off the court, I'm chopping it up with them. I hear people just as you're mentioning, you know, they, I love like, you, man. I like the, you know, how they, yeah, man. Yeah. It's that, that that admiration. So, man, I, I appreciate that. Real talk. Yeah, I mean, because you know, everybody look, nobody's a hundred percent right. You know what I'm right. saying? But you got to stand with what you believe in, man. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, and I always looked at you and saw you as a person who never forgot where you came from. And um Alabama. Yeah, you appreciate people that that uh don't go Hollywood just because they can. Uh, you know, that still oh, remember so where they're from. That's so real right. already. Yeah, that's what's up, There you man. have it, ladies and gentlemen, on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast with Ice Cube is in the building. We want to say thank you, brother. Thanks for spending the time. We appreciate all the knowledge yeah. you gave us, man. Like I said, we appreciate this, my man. I enjoyed the conversation. Anytime y'all want, got your boy back, I'm back. You know what I mean? Just holla, T.O. You got my hookup. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Ice no Cube. Appreciate hey, you, man, baby. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ice Cube. I appreciate the man coming on, blessing the show today. That was uh, That was the dude, man. That was a dude. Again, I, I I can't go back to I can't help but go back to my <clears throat> and growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, or outside of Cleveland, Ohio. I remember I always wanted those starter jackets because NWA was rocking the starter jackets before I even thought he'd even coming to LA. Right, they those had Raider those, jackets, those starter those. Raider jackets. I was yep. like, ooh, you know, he changed my whole concept of again what the rap game was and how to dress and. It, that changed my whole steel of in in the uh, in the early eight, mid eighties, I guess it was. What they what they were doing now, which is such a uh, such a I guess common theme or name, is influencing. Absolutely, they were in, they were influencing America because bro, it got so bad that I remember they were banning. 
at one point in time, it got so bad because of the fights and, you know, what they felt that it represented to wear black jackets and shades and hats and things of that nature. They 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 associated it with gang violence to the point to where they were influencing kids and grown-ups across America with that style. So, again, like I said, I wasn't fortunate enough to, to get a starter jacket. Uh, uh, we were... Uh, uh, I was on welfare at the time. You know what you're I mean? You're still on welfare. I, that's all right. That's all right. You look <laughs> like you're on welfare. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But you know, I am well off, well to do uh, right now. But yeah, man, when you think about that's what I think about when you, when you start mentioning those starter jacket. That's why it, it, it immediately I thought Los Angeles Raiders, black, dark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yep. again, man, they, they like I said, they were influenced. They were the influencers before it became such a you know cliche. Now of you know people going on social media and you know hiring social media influencers, this and that. And that. These were real yeah. life uh, yeah. influencers from away, uh, from far away in Los Angeles, California. So man, man, this this that that was dope today. What we just did. Yeah, the iconic Ice Cube, man. I think the three things I took away from uh, the show today, and uh, um, I think the the first thing, gonna, we're talking about the big three, you know, going into it, like how he, because, again, you're, we're talking about him rapping, talking about him writing and being an entertainment and being a, an icon, but he's a businessman. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he branded this whole new league that nobody's ever tried to do ever in the last hundred years of having, you know, of course, NBA basketball and overseas, but he branded big three and how he was talking about, again, like you could have played in it uh, like Chris Brown and himself. Like if you all were in that type of league, it wouldn't have been the, the authenticity and the competitiveness from um, ex NBA player. So he kind of stuck right, in his yeah. lane and said, you know, it's for these first couple years, it has to be this way. Cause I, I'm right. sure he got a lot of, uh, like you said, he got a lot of backlash on, right. you know, maybe we do want to get out that lane. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you said, I mean, um, just the way that, you know, like I said, they stuck to the plan yep. and, you know, a plan is not a plan without execution. And so obviously, you know, Cube himself, he is, I mean, you look at, uh, his long list of, of accomplishments, um, it says executioner, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what he did with this, uh, this, this form, this business model. Um, and obviously, like I said, obviously COVID has kind of put a, put a kind of a hit on anything, I think for him exp- expanding internationally until, you know, all this stuff is resolved. And then obviously we, you know, you never know with, you know, with the president creating all types of tension with, with some of these international, these other countries, yeah. like I said, that may again, hinder, the progress as well. So, um, yep. but man, we, you know, you, you, when you think about Ice Cube, like I said, man, you, you don't even really need to say or list any accomplishments. You say, uh, I, it's almost like, it all. <laughs> right, exactly. We didn't really need to really list, you know, uh, run off, you know, his accomplishments, but as out of respect, for who right. we had on the show. We know, still going to tell you about Boys in the Hood and, and Barbershop. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Straight out of Compton. Are we there yet? Beauty shop. I got yeah. the hookup. We going to still tell you about all that. <laughs> right. They're talking about the albums, the Predator album. That was like when I, that uh, was in 92 when I was in high school. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, finishing up high school in the night, America's Most Wanted in 1990. Bro, F certificate, like, you know 91. what I'm saying? <laughs> man, I'm talking about, bro, like, Already. man, these songs, just, just think about some of the some of the, the hot songs that people don't even really think about. But if you yeah. just, if you just play it right now, you're going to find yourself just bobbing your head. Jacking, yeah, jacking for beats. There you go, there you Daddy go. Daddy Marvin, no Vaseline. 
There it is. Hey, how about this one right here? Giving up the nappy dugout. Come nappy, on, Nappy, nappy dugout. <laughs> this, 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 I would be appropriate. They, I would be appropriate for this, for this song right here. Nigga, you love to hate. You know what I mean? That was behind the I love me some me. They hate to love me and they love to hate me. No, I think that? I think the best one for you would be everything's corrupt. Oh, that's cool. That's cool too. That's, that's, or, that's cool too. But that's or, all right. I'm good because everybody that listened to the show today, we appreciate it. Y'all heard the man himself, Ice Cube. He basically gave me my roses. You know what I mean? So, you know, Hatch, even though this is virtual right now, I know you smell them. I know you smell hey. roses right now. I know you smell them. You know I, what I mean? I root on everybody I know, brother. I'm not a hater. I root on okay, everybody I, I know. So, but uh, no, so I think, and the second thing for our three and out, uh, what, what, let me see, I think the, the contract, the CWS, right, the CWBA.world. Yep, I, I, did, I wasn't too familiar with that uh, contract right. with Black America. And I said, you can go ahead and, and, and go online and reach that at CWBA.world. Third one was, uh, oh, meeting Kobe. Was it meeting Kobe, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yep. That, yeah, I thought that, that, was, uh, that was refreshing to hear. You know, and obviously, um, like I said, that was one of my, my questions, uh, I think, that uh, he answered uh, was, you know, sh- you know, can he share a, you know, share a moment, you know, a fond memory of, of, of Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I remember my first time, you know, meeting Kobe. I remember my last time. Uh, meeting Kobe, so I thought that was um, that was really refreshing to hear um, and surprising, uh, especially when you talk about and think about who Cube is, Ice Cube is, and like I said, it was an authentic, genuine uh, interaction. Um, how they how they how they cross paths, and you know him being in Atlanta. I was waiting for an LA story or something, you know, right, right. Staples right. a forum or something, but yeah, that took me totally off guard for him to, you know, like you said, and and what also. The fact that Kobe was there, kind of behind the scenes, didn't necessarily—he wasn't there to be on the show. Right. But that just shows you too where he was. And now you think about him winning an Oscar and things of that nature. He's kind of behind the scenes, trying to see how the business works, how TV works, and things of that nature. So that's probably why he was there too. But yeah, just to hear that story that you know they ran into each other uh, there in the con- control room and then chopped it up. And he, like I said, he had that one-on-one time, and it wasn't it. it Kobe wasn't really in his element. You know what I mean? They were both just chilling. You know what I mean? They're both out of their element. They they on the set of uh, TNT there and, and in the control room and got to, got a chance to kind of get to know one another. And I'm sure it was the same for Kobe. Yeah. And I, the thing I took out of that story is kind of how Q being a professional that he is and the craft master that he is, he doesn't bother the athletes or the entertainer while they're in their environment. And I think right. you know, as far as, like I said, we, we see how a lot of players, especially younger players, actors, I always want to see who's there and, you know, to be distracted even for one second. Like, you know, Cube's like, look, I just want to sit up in the, in the stands and, and sit in my box and watch a game. And he never got to conversate with Kobe during a game. Converse. Con- Converse. Converse with, converse with Kobe during, uh, you know, maybe for the game or something, but he kind of let the, you know, I guess let it all happen. And then it happened authentically, of course, in a whole nother city, which was, which was Atlanta. So that was great for the story. Yeah, but yes. Man. That was awesome, man. That was awesome. Man, it, it was, uh, man. I mean, we went, we were right at, right at knocking at the door in, uh, of, a, of an hour, bro. And 
honestly, like I said, just to be respectful, like I said, I, he asked me, you know, how much time we got on the show. Like we could have gone on. I had some more, yeah. some other questions yeah. that I that I wanted to ask, and especially, uh, especially with on the topic of you know racism in America, and and just like I said, me knowing that he was in that environment, you know, in Los Angeles, said like he was in the hood, you know what I mean, and he never really associated himself with the Bloods or the Crips, you know what I mean, uh, and so again, yeah, some people that you know look at NWA or hear Ice Cube or they watch videos or what have you, they probably would think that he was in, he was in one of those games, but he was right. never, uh, he was never associated with, with either or, but like I said, he, he was, he, he, it's almost like he was one of those guys that kind of bridged the gap, you know, of, of the tension um, sometimes in between the two. So, you know, I appreciated him. Like I said, we, we could have talked, you know, for a little bit longer, um, but man, it was, uh, this was, Again, the, man, we've done good. This this the last two or three weeks had we brought on some mm-hmm. great guests, um, yeah. you know, from him, Rebecca, um, Charles. I mean, so man, I, I commend obviously uh, the producers and everybody helping us, uh, you know, get these guests on here. But man, this the, this 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 week, bro, the last two weeks, man, has been really really special. That's how we do it on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or ever get your podcast. No doubt and definitely, you definitely want to see the beautiful faces, you know what I mean, that grace the, the grace the screens this week. Man, when you talk about myself, I like the way Q, I like the way Q said it. Like when you when you put yourself in the mix, you're gonna put yourself first. And that's I as well that's you should, why as we well get along. Should. That's why you don't we get along. That's why we do what we do. We're at the top of our game. Ain't man. So no we, see. man. Ain't yeah. no we. Hey, hey. that's what we do, man. So I appreciate all the listeners. If you guys, obviously, we, we go back and forth on this show. You definitely want to check us out. You know what I mean? Live. Uh, just go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Terrell Owens. And uh, yeah, check it out, man. This was uh, yeah, this was a good show, man. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. Get your popcorn ready with T.O. and Hatch. Bye, Felicia. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.